0: can't help it, I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it, now. Nah, I can't help it, now. Nah, I can't help it, I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back. Another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DePosito, and the Celtics blow out the Washington Wizards. 144-102. Gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, uh, this time, run through all of the highs, and then we'll follow up with standings. Don't have anything negative from today's game. Beautiful game all around. Uh, so first segment, we'll talk about the positives, followed up with some standings updates here. Uh, but To get things started off, want to give player of the game to our boy Jalen Brown. Uh, this was a super efficient night once again. This is his ninth straight game over 25 points. Ended the night 32 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, zero turnovers. After a tough night last game, 12 of 17 from the field, four of five from three, four of four from the free throw line. There is nothing Jalen Brown could not do in this one. He had 13 points in the first quarter, uh, off of actually he had. Three straight threes to start the game. The first nine points of the game had a nice layup right after that and just got this team rolling. Uh, so this entire game from the start was dictated by what Jalen Brown was doing. This looked like it was going to be a game where we had a 30-by-30 a 30 30 game again. Jay, Jason Tatum, another great game. Uh, Jalen Brown tonight... Was the guy. He was the one that went out and made everything happen. Uh, the five assists, this is another big game for him, right? Like, I've been talking about this in the last couple podcasts, but the transition that we've seen from both of the Jays is spectacular, right? Like, we need guys stepping up, moving the ball. This team plays at its best when defense is the priority and the ball moves. I've, I've had to have said that a hundred times by now, right? But you look at it, seven assists for Tatum, six for Horford, seven for Smart, five for JB. Big games, right? Like this is why the Celtics have moved from 11th in the Eastern Conference all the way up to the two seed, which is where we stand now. Uh, a lot of it comes down to the fact that the Celtics are moving the ball at an incredible pace. Uh, And you got to give a lot of credit to the Jays for that because they're obviously the the heads of the snake as far as the Celtics team goes. Uh, Jason Tatum, another solid night. 22 points, slightly less efficient, 9 of 17 from the field, uh, 1 of 5 from 3. Did get to the line, didn't really shoot well there either, only 3 of 6. But again, 22 points, 6 rebounds, But the seven assists, two steals, and a block. Like, this is another game where he was super, super aggressive getting downhill. And his vision is just there. He's finding guys, making the right plays. There was one point in the game, uh, and my brother was kind of not complaining, but said, wow, I'm surprised he didn't take that three. And as soon as he passed up the three, he drove in for the n one, right? And this is why, this is one of the reasons Jason Tatum's game has opened up. Because once he kind of stops taking all of those threes, or we're not ending the game with 10 plus, he's getting downhill. When he gets downhill, he finds other guys. And it just opens his entire game up. Uh, and that's what he's doing. I love, love the basketball that Jason Tatum's been playing lately. And although this wasn't one of his. Higher point games. This is an impressive. Impressive performance from them. Absolutely destroying. The Wizards. uh, By 42 points. Which is just mind blowing. To be able to say. Uh, But really good performance from both of them. And honestly past that. You know we had good performances. As far as the starting lineup goes. You know Horford, Smart, Tice. All played well. But the guys that stood out the most to me, were the bench. Uh, And specifically, I'll talk on Grant, White, and Pritchard, right? Because those are your your three bench guys that all got 15-plus minutes, right? Pritchard had 18 minutes, was the least out of those three. But Grant Williams, 16 points, three rebounds, two blocks, six of seven from the field, four of five from three. He hit a little bit of a shooting slump. He talked about it in the post game, and he wasn't concerned about it at all. He basically went on to say, "Like, listen, a lot of those misses were in and out. You just got to continue shooting the shot. If it's open, take it." And that's what he did. And tonight it paid off because he just lit it up like he did all season long. Still over fifty percent from the field from three this year, I believe. Uh, which is ridiculously impressive, right? Like, this is what you want from Grant Williams. Uh, so, love this performance from him. Derek White, I thought, was fantastic. 24 minutes tonight, 17 points, five rebounds, three assists, six of seven from the field, three of three from three. You know, we've talked about, you know, Derek White's three point game over the course of this season, specifically like after the trade deadline when he came here, right? But in his first 27 games as a Celtic, he shot 27% from three. Not good, right? Like not a good three-point percentage. In his last five games, 43%. And that number has probably gone up because they showed that stat after... uh, Or, I guess, before one of his threes. So, over 40% in his last five. Five games, not a huge sample size. You cannot say that he's found his shot because it's, again, too short of a sample size. However, that is a huge, like, green arrow towards the NBA finals. Like, if that is something he can continuously do, that opens up the court so much. Right? Because you know Derek White is going to go out there and get 15, 20 minutes every night. That's what he's been doing since he's been here. If he can go out and hit these shots, that takes this offense to a different level. Because you know Derek White is going to get to the rim. You know he's going to drive in and find guys because he's one of the better guys doing that on this team. Right? So, him having the ability to shoot that deep range. That deep three is huge for this team because guys like the Jays are continuously driving to the hoop and dishing out finding guys. So if one of those guys that they're passing to is Derek White and he's hitting that shot, it's huge. It's huge. Peyton Pritchard. Obviously we know where we've been getting from him over the course of the last you know month right? The guy's been on an absolute tear, lighting it up from three. Tonight was no exception. 14 points, uh, one rebound, three assists, four of seven from three, five of eight overall. This is like quintessential Peyton Pritchard, right? He's earning his minutes by being a bulldog out there, one, but he's hitting these shots, right? Like this is a This is what the Celtics have needed all season long. We've talked about the Celtics need for shooting and it's coming in forms of Peyton Pritchard. Obviously having Derek White step up is huge too, but Peyton Pritchard's given the Celtics some really good minutes. And I absolutely love to see that. Uh, but we also saw other guys step up tonight. This is a game where the Celtics as a team had 67 bench points 67. Unbelievable. The next guy on that list is Aaron Niesmith. This guy stepped in in garbage time. when The Celtics were up 40 points and came in 8 minutes, 11 points. 3 of 3 from 3. Uh, 3 of 4 from 3, sorry. 4 of 5 overall. 2 assists and a steal. That steal also led to a transition bucket from Peyton Pritchard. So talk about impacting the game in a short period of time, absolutely Aaron Neesmith. So, listen, when this Celtics team is playing like this, it's impossible to stop them. Impossible to stop them. This is without Robert Williams right now. So, you look at the way this game played out. Realistically, you've got Grant White-Pritchard playing a lot of those bench minutes So even tonight, although other guys came in in garbage time, Ime ran an eight-man rotation, right? That's it. Come playoff time, or even look back towards the rest of the regular season, he's pretty much kept an eight-man rotation all season long. Daniel Tice is playing excellent minutes. He's earning time. When Time Lord comes back, I'm assuming, and again, maybe this is a a brash assumption, but I'm assuming he's not gonna be a hundred, hundred percent. Like athleticism, boost, all of that's not gonna be a hundred percent there. Daniel Tice is still gonna to need to be playing. Robert Williams isn't gonna come in, step in, play thirty-five minutes right away. At least again, my guess, my assumption. With that being said, Daniel Tice will still get playing time. So Ime is going to need to rely on that nine-man rotation. Whether or not he extends it a little bit, gives a a 10-man rotation and gets Neesmith involved, remains to be seen. But based on last game against the Pacers, when it wasn't a blowout, Neesmith didn't play until the... Actually, I don't even think he played at all because it was tight all the way to the end. So this is a situation, like you look at which Celtics are playing each game in and out, and which ones are getting consistent minutes, it pretty much seems like Grant, White, Pritchard, and again, when Time Lloyd comes back, Tice. It seems like those are the four guys that are going to get consistent playing time come playoffs. And those guys tonight, Daniel Tice, six points, Grant, 16, White, 17, Pritchard, 14. If you can get those types of performances from them, this team is really hard to beat. Really hard to beat. And I'm not saying that they're going to go out and do that every single night, because that's unrealistic. But if they can get you somewhere close, like, I don't I don't see where the Celtics falter. Offensively, This team has been outstanding as of late. Highlighted by the 39 assists, which is a season high. Season high, 39 assists. It's also a season high, 61.5% from the field. 52% from three, not a season high. However, it's pretty damn good. Right, like this is the Celtics offensively playing at the absolute top of their game. You got the Jays going out there making plays, you have Al Horford dishing the ball at a super high level, Al hitting the three at a respectable clip. Everything is working for this team right now. Everything defensively, much better. Second half, right? The second quarter. The Wizards went off 37 points. We actually got outscored 37 35 in that second. But third quarter, outscored them 34 20. Fourth quarter, outscored them 40 to 23. First quarter, outscored them 35 22 for that matter. Like the Celtics are holding teams under 25 in a lot of these quarters. And if you average that out, under 100 is pretty damn impressive. And that's going to win you a lot of ball games, especially when the offense is buzzing the way that they have. So super impressive win tonight uh, from them. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's literally all I can say about today's game. I don't have any negatives. I got nothing else to say. We saw some of the bench guys come in and play well. I thought Cornette gave pretty solid minutes. Malik Fitz came in, performed. Uh, I like it. I like it. See, even Sam Hauser, he didn't score, but he had a beautiful, beautiful assist to Cornette for an alley uh, So these guys are playing at a high level, and they're adapting the offense, I mean the defense as well. So you'll love to see it. But I do want to talk about some of the standings here because there were some shifts that have happened in the last couple of days here. Uh, before we dive into a standings update, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can get $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CELTICSTAKE15, that's CELTICSTAKE15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so let's dive into some standings updates here. Miami still holds the number one spot, a game and a half up on the Celtics. Milwaukee, three seed, two games back. Philly, two and a half. Toronto, four and a half. The sixth seed, which wraps up. The six teams that actually make the playoffs without having to play in a play-in five games back. This is where things start to get interesting, right? And I can't say it's not interesting at the top either because it certainly is. But there's a lot of moving parts uh, where teams may not want to match up with some of these guys. Specifically, Brooklyn Nets. But that's where we'll get into. Right, so right now, Cleveland is kind of on the cusp. They're just two games back of Chicago. Seven games back total of Miami, right? That gives them the ability to move out of that spot, potentially. Again, not a lot of games left, so it's uh, it's going to be hard to make up two games, but it's possible. It's definitely there. Atlanta, nine games back in the eighth seed. The eighth seed is the important seed, right? Because the eighth seed... Plays the seven seed, has the potential to be a seven seed come playoff time, which matches up against number two, which right now is your Boston Celtics. Right? So, if that's the case, that's the matchup as of today that the Celtics are eyed in on. Right? It's very close. Charlotte, just 10 games back. Brooklyn, just 10 games back. Charlotte has the tiebreaker on them, uh, which, again, doesn't really mean anything because 9 10 doesn't really mean anything as far as standings go. Either way, the highest they can go is the eight seed come playoff time. Just to reiterate this, because I know I've talked about it on previous podcasts, but for the play on the play in format, the seven seed and the eight seed play. The winner of that game becomes the seven seed, which will then go on to play the number two seed in the first round. The nine and ten play, and the loser of that goes home. The winner of the nine ten game plays the loser of that seven eight matchup. The winner of that. Becomes the eighth seed. So if you land in the seven, eight seed, you have two games to potentially land yourself a playoff spot. But you're probably going to be an eighth seed. And at this point, the Celtics are a game and a half behind Miami. Both teams only have, let's see, Miami has four games left, Boston has three. In order to make up a game and a half in the Celtics to be that one seed, it's tough. Like It's going to be a, a uphill battle. Miami's playing really well. They've won their last three. Celtics obviously just lost to Miami. And we've got a pretty tough schedule coming up. So I'm not 100% convinced the Celtics are going to be able to push up to the one seed with Chicago... Milwaukee on a back-to-back, which I'm assuming we're going to be resting some guys. And then also Memphis. Those are our three remaining games. Very tough. So I'm not banking on them being able to move up to a one seed. I'm also not 100% convinced that we'll stay in the two seed. uh, Because that game against Milwaukee, again, second night of a back-to-back. I'm assuming we're going to be resting some people. Probably not the best look. Uh, However, it puts the Celtics in a unique position because if Brooklyn can't make it up and get up to that 8 seed, they're going to be faced off against the 1 seed anyway. So getting that 2 seed would be huge for the Celtics because that also means we wouldn't be facing them or facing the Nets if they were to make it until the Eastern Conference Finals. And that is a matchup I would love to see. With that being said, there are a lot of things that can happen across the Eastern Conference in the next week. Like there, It's down to the wire. There are not a lot of games left. Every team in the Eastern Conference, for the most part, has three, maybe four games left in the season. Our season wraps up a week from today, next Sunday, against Memphis. But you know this is a this is a time where we've got a little bit of a lead half game on Milwaukee a full game on Philly i don't think that the celtics are going to go anywhere below the top 4 which is huge which means we have home court advantage at least in the first round and that to me is awesome if we can get up to that 2 seed get an extra round i'd be thrilled right That's just something that the Celtics really can take advantage of, knowing that Rob Williams is going to be out. He's going to miss time. The Celtics have played really well at home, 28-13 and on the season. Right now, the only team that has played better than them in the Eastern Conference, actually, scratch that, Miami, and actually Chicago, both of them have played really well on their home court. The unfortunate part for Chicago, they're 27-11, which is outstanding. Best record in the Eastern Conference at home. Unfortunately for them, their away record sucks. They're under five hundred on the road. And guess what? First round matchup, going to be on the road. Unless they somehow... Actually, I don't even think it's possible. I don't think they can make up two and a half games in a three-game stretch. We would have... We would need to have Philly lose a bunch and Chicago win the rest. So probably not going to happen, right? So they're kind of screwed, puts them in a shit spot, uh, but it also puts them in a position where Cleveland could potentially overtake them if they lose these next couple of games here. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts in the Eastern Conference here, uh, and it's exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, so continue to continue to you know stay tuned, really. Watch as many NBA games you can over this next week. Because some of these teams, their playoff hopes depend on it. That's where we're gonna wrap things up for today. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA CelticsGuy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And more importantly, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star, written review. Every written review and five-star puts my podcast in front of many more people. You know, every time someone searches for Celtics on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, my podcast goes a little bit higher, a little bit easier to see for people. So more people see it. So make sure to rate and review the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. Have a great Night Celtics fans we will talk soon I can't help it I ball like a Celtic I can't help it nah, I can't help it now nah, I can't help it I fall like a Celtic I can't help it I fall like a Celtic